guys. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm the wind. And I'm the trees. And we're here to blow you away with some new content. Wow, wow. We are a um, a storm, a tornado. We're here. <laughs> we're here. Hello, hello. We're here. Trees. Blowing your minds, blowing you away, giving trees. you high fives on the way there. <laughs> <laughs> giving you high fives. The wind is blowing. <laughs> No, I'm just it's a fantastical sport. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. There's no sports. There's it's probably some wind, and I hope there's trees. But um, we are none of those, and I am instead Alana, and I'm Raven, and this is our podcast, Lumi and Fonts, where we've got the fun facts for the freaks, man. How many times do we have to do this and to get this into your heads that we've got fun facts for freaks? If you're not a freak, get out or become one and come back. Like it's that easy. <laughs> It's that easy. So easy. I don't think they get it, Raven. I don't think they understand how, how they got to be, you know. We'll make it get them. We'll make them get them. It's been seven episodes. You'd think they'd get it. You think. But, you know, some people, it takes them a little longer to understand some things. And we're okay with that. You know, and that's perfectly fine. But also, if you're not a freak, there's the door. And no. I will open it for you when, you, when you're ready to come back. <laughs> because we welcome you with open arms <laughs> because let me tell you let me tell you do you want to know something raven yeah this episode is pretty freaky i don't i don't know we're this talk- episode is pretty freaky we're talking about some african gods and and legends and if that's and that alone is if that's not shaking your boots i don't know what i is. don't know what is honestly like i personally think that the longer like the more episodes we do of this theme gods and goddesses like i feel like the more content we get because it gets freakier and freakier. Like, it does. It really does. <laughs> let me tell you how much fun I had writing this episode. Are you ready? So I did some research. Like, I know we researched, but I did some research. Like, I went to go find <laughs> books. Like, I had three books on my bed at the same time. Just, like, flipping the sticky notes that I had in there. Trying to figure out Beautiful. who my god was. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, do you want to know about her? Since I'm, since I'm gassing do. her yeah. so much. All right. Her name is Oya. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyways, um <laughs> I have a I do you remember do you remember when we did the France dance? Yes. And how I read you that poem by my boy uh Yo Johan Johannes. I forget his name. He's not my boy. I think his name was Johannes it's, Johannesburg or something like that. Yeah, right? it was no, it was not Johannesburg. That was the guy who invented the the writing system, the the printing press. <laughs> Was it really? Yes. Where did I get that name from? <laughs> the printing press. Um, but it's like, that's not a fact that I have thought about in a very long time, though. Like, listen, that's what we're here. For. Fun facts for freaks. You you remember a fact and you don't know why? It's because I put it there. You're welcome. Fun um, facts for freaks, everyone. This is this is the end of the podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. Episodes coming out <laughs> in seven days. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no. So, yeah, I had a poem for that one, and it wasn't great, but I've got a better poem this time. <laughs> it wasn't great. Because <laughs> it wasn't. Like, Johannes tried so hard, and none of it rhymed. It wasn't flowing nicely. But this one does, and I've got it about Oya. So are you ready? Are you ready to hear it? I'm so ready. It starts off so strong. Are you ready? Here we go. Thunder Woman. <laughs> Stormbringer. Changemaker. Woman Warrior. Oya! Your name calls the winds. Your name weighs the truth. Your name comforts the dead. Oya, Thunder Woman, may your strength and grace shelter me always. May your storms and winds bless me with positive change. And may I always know your thundering, divine love. Nice! 
nice. Right? It, see, much better than Johannes. Thank you, Heath Witch, who wrote that poem. It's so positive. Right? Like, it's so, it's so nice and lovely. All right. But let's, let's get into this, because I have a lot about her. So, because she, she's okay, great. Okay, yeah. So, Oya is an Orisha, which is a spirit or angelic force uh, slash divine being that either identifies with or are manifesta- or manifestations of nature. They, like any other kind of deity, have some pretty wild abilities, such as being able to appear in different places at the same time, which is just crazy to me, like teleportation, but with one body, bonkers. Uh, her name, <laughs> her name Oya means she tore and mother of nine, which just, ooh, here we go. Oh, goodness. So. I do not like the connotations of that. You will. <laughs> she's not, she's not too bad, but you know, there's, there's always some kind of dirt when you were talking about gods and ancient like deities. That's true. So here we go. Um, there are, as, as you and the listeners may know, different tribes, uh, in Africa and Oya is an Orisha from the Yoruba people, which is a pretty popular and I believe a fairly ancient tribe. Um, she is one of the seven major Orishas, which means that she has a ton of natural responsibility, like literally, uh, her attributes consist of, and this is quite the list, but here we go. The guardian of the cemetery, tempest, hurricanes, storms, proget- progression, death, winds of change, and warrior. Oh, she has a lot of hats. Yes, she's got a lot of responsibilities. Um, the other six that I, that she's a part of uh, in these like main seven are uh, Ob- Obatala, Eshu Elegba, Ogun, Yamoja, Ocean, and Shango, uh, who Oya is the chief sister wife of the three wives that he has. So, like, out of the three, she's the top one. She's also his sister, but we don't talk about it. So, in the ways the Yoruba reference Oya, they call her things like the goddess of the air we breathe and the deity of water. And she is, the, like, the whirlwind or a stormy hurricane, which is just, like, so nice and yet so threatening. <laughs> I know. I'm really digging it. It's like uh, a really nice uh, juxtaposition. Hey, do you want to be my my stormy hurricane? Yes. Okay. Cool. I'm glad that I'm glad that we could establish this. Um, <laughs> our friendship is the air that I breathe. <laughs> so that was beautiful. Thank you. I stole it from the Yoruba. The Yoruba. Yoruba. Oh my goodness. Here we go. <laughs> when you try to be nice to your best friend and you can't because you just can't speak. English. Because you can't speak English. <laughs> um, according to the website Order White. To be fair, mm-hmm. I don't think that's English. You know what? You're right. Uh, I can't speak any dialect ever. <laughs> I have my own gibberish, and that's what we're going with. How are you understanding this podcast? I don't know. It, we're seven episodes in, and it's thanks for sticking along. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't I don't even know anymore <laughs> how to speak and here we're still going we're still doing it so so oya so oya uh, according to the website orderwhitemoon.org I want to order several white moons thank you uh, oya is both loved and feared and for good reason unleashed oya is the savage warrior uh, the protective mother 
she whose power sweeps all injustice, deceit, and dishonesty from her path. She will destroy villages if the need is true enough What for a while she understands everything. She will only accept, act upon, and speak the truth, even when it is too hard to bear. So she's very honest and will kick your butt <laughs> if need Love. be. Like, I just, she reminds me of, like, a good mother which she's Mm -hmm. a mother of nine and like the protective mother but like a very like well-balanced mom like yeah no i'm seeing like both sides of i'm like i said earlier it's a great juxtaposition i'm loving it like she's protective but will also kick your butt if if need be if you're not being honest and that's how it be sometimes and that's how it be sometimes (laughs) for real you gotta have someone there to kick your butt when you're not honest And, and listen if, if you're like that, start telling the truth. It's not that hard. It's pretty hard. It's not that hard. <laughs> um, as mentioned earlier, Oya has a lot of attributes because she is very important. Uh, she is the goddess. And here, here we go. Here's the fun part. You ready? Mm-hmm. She's the goddess of violent, violent rainstorms, specifically hurricanes, thunder, lightning, tornadoes. And she's the deity of initial death or she initially death like first she was the deity of death and she is now also the deity of rebirth since the things that die spur on new beginnings which is just so beautiful very nice um and she is also the orisha that guards the cemetery and protects the souls of the dead as they travel which is just so so poetic peaceful yeah like i'm just i'm here for her uh her natural environments include storms like in general uh, places that hurricanes have hit and specifically cemeteries. Oya's colors are mainly like this reddish brown, think of like earthy tones, kind of like this rust. And from another ones that I was reading, um, they were talking about like purples and blacks also being her color, which are just very well. <laughs> per- I was about to say purple is like the color of royalty. Oh, yeah. So, um, and all of those colors kind of match her husband's, which is just red from what I was investigating. Um, and speaking of her husband, Shengo, here we go. <laughs> this is where this is where the dirt begins to be brought up and the tea is stilled. So Shengo was a mortal king um, of Oya, who was also a doctor. So he was a king and a doctor, which is just who gave Way to you, marry up. <laughs> right? Like one, that's a lot of credentials. G- good on you. But two, also Oya, good on you. <laughs> good on you. You found a good one. Um, well, I, he, she may have found a good one. He may not have. Um, apparently, <laughs> apparently Oya had a reputation of being fierce and uncontrollable. <laughs> and she also had a quote, an abundant beard. Uh, she, it happens. Yeah, it happened. You know what? Sometimes you got to be fierce and uncontrollable and you got to grow that facial hair. That's how it be. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, here for it. <laughs> Shingo's wives, uh, apparently caused him so much despair and sorrow that he ended up taking his own life. And that is how he ended up gaining his Orisha title. Uh, Like, he went from immortal to dead to a god. Uh, (laughs) Oya, upon being unable to find her husband after searching, was so hurt that she ended up turning into the Niger River. So. Oh. Yeah. But uh, she also gained the status of an Orisha. And she's up there with her husband as, like, the top seven of the Yoruba, like, Orishas. So, you know. You win some and you lose some. You win some and you lose some. That's life. That that's how that's life. <laughs> but I I really like her her story overall and like what she's 
what she fights for. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I really like what she represents. And her colors are nice. <laughs> her colors are nice. I think um, her whole life story is really cool. I'm sorry that she turned into the Niger River, but, you know, she had a good run. Um, You know, you're, that, you're totally right. But I also think that's, like, how she runs her whole ordeal. Like, because she's so connected with nature by that's true (laughs) she can true she can have greater control over you know the winds and like apparently she gave her husband the ability to control storms as well so it's just a double team situation okay i see him you know i bet this is the character character i bet this is the god that storm was based off of Ooh, ooh! i like that you know what that's what we're going with. We're stamping it. It's the official Lumian fonts button of uh, stamp. Okay. Of storm. official Lumian fonts stamp. <laughs> storm came from uh, Oya, and that's that. <laughs> no further questions. Because like Storm like fights for good, and she's really honest, and you know can control the weather. Man, now I have to look into that. Look at what you've done. <laughs> I mean, you always got to research something one episode. You know what? I'm looking it up. We're doing it. We're starting off strong, you guys. We didn't even get halfway through the episode before I had to look something up. I mean, at least we're factual. Okay, so (laughs) apparently Storm was not based on Oya, but Oya had her own fictional superheroine. What? Yeah, in which she appeared in, uh, in Marvel Comics. She what? she first appeared in Uncanny X-Men number 528 in the third chapter of the Five Lights storyline. So she is one of the Five Lights, a group of mutants who manifested their abilities after the events of the Second Coming. And so she's got like one blue eye and one red eye. She's really giving me Todoroki vibes and I'm here for it. Uh, her, alto, her alter ego is Aidy... Uh, a conquo. Very, very cool. Do you want to know about her aliases? Yeah, let me know. She's called the girl who wouldn't burn, the girl who wouldn't freeze. Oh, okay. I support her 30 times more now. I su- yeah, no, I fully support Oya. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my girl, Oya, and she is a wonderful mom. <laughs> she is a wonderful mom. I love her. What's up, guys? Welcome to this segment. This segment is called Why America Sucks, and it's one that we haven't done yet, so let us, you know, explain this one to you for a little bit. So basically, we're going to be talking about why other countries are better than America. Um, We're not going to be, you know, like, talking crap about America, but it's implied. Yeah. I mean, like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, I don't want to say incriminate ourselves, but we're not gonna incriminate ourselves. <laughs> like, we're not gonna sit here and, and slander America. Yeah, yeah. Then, no slander know. is gonna be happening. But we're gonna talk about some things that other countries have that maybe would be beneficial if America had. So, first up on why America sucks, we're gonna be talking about paid maternal leave. Now, do you know what paid maternal leave is? Isn't it when, um, when, when, the, when somebody gets a baby 
and they got to leave to take care of the baby. They got to file for like maternal and paternal leave with their job. So then that way they don't end up losing their job and then they can still support for the baby. Very amazing. Thank you. So in almost half of two parent households, both parents now work full time. And in 40% of all families with children, the mother is the sole of primary breadwinner. At the same time, fathers, virtually all of whom are in the labor force, are taking on more childcare responsibilities. Because, you know, this isn't the 1950s. Both parents can do both jobs. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. So as fatherhood has grown to encompass far more than just bringing home the bacon, quote, unquote. Goodness. It's kind of become apparent that maybe paid maternal leave and paternal leave is something that should happen in every country. So despite the transformation, the U.S. is the only country among 41 nations that does not mandate any paid leave for new parents. So that's including maternal or paternal. So some countries only have maternal leave and some countries have maternal and paternal leave, which means um, each parent is allowed to take paid leave from work right? rather than just the parent that gives birth. So now I'm going to read off the 41 countries that have paid maternal leave. Let's buckle up. All right. (laughs) Estonia, Bulgaria, Hungary, Japan, Lithuania, Austria, the Czech Republic, Latvia, Norway, Romania, Slovakia, Slovenia, Finland, Germany, Sweden, Poland, Croatia, Korea, Luxembourg, Portugal, Chile, Denmark, Canada, Italy, Iceland, France, Greece, Belgium, Spain, Netherlands, Malta, Israel, Mexico, Cyprus, the UK, Turkey, Ireland, Australia, Switzerland, and New Zealand. Now that was 41 nations that all had paid maternal leave, Estonia being the one that has 87 weeks of paid leave. Goodness. Estonia, slide us your ideas and <laughs> please. <laughs> that would it be offers really cool. more than a year and a half of paid leave because if you think about it, the first year and a half of the child's life, they definitely need their parents more than any other time in their life. Like, no, 100%. They're basically helpless. So to take one or both of your parents away during that time is incredibly selfish. So. Estonia by far has the highest, but um, I read those countries in order of how many paid weeks they paid weeks they have. Mm-hmm. So while Estonia is eighty-seven, countries like Sweden is um, fifty. Um, the UK has about fifteen, and I think New Zealand sits at about ten, which is the lowest amount. Wow! And even that is still a lot. Ten weeks is still something, you know. Right. Rather than zero weeks for the U.S. When you get, when you take maternity leave, you don't get paid in the U.S. You just are out for six weeks, I think, is how long maternity leave, like, averages. So for six weeks, your family is without pay from at least one half of the income that you receive. Which most families are living paycheck to paycheck off both families, off both family members that work, you know? Yeah. Or even multiple family members at work. So, obviously, you're seeing the issue here. Goodness. 
Yeah, like I said, uh, Estonia, slide, slide those ideas. <laughs> Please, we need them, clearly. Yeah, so, I mean, along with, like, maternity leave in general, I think it's also really great to have paternal leave, too, you know? Yeah. Like, I think mothers and fathers should be allowed to have time with their child. Honestly, yeah, no, that's completely valid, and I just, I wish that America could come through and... I wish America could come and just do their job. Through. Like you're doing your job. Cool, cool. We the moms and and the dads can sometimes like stay at home with the kid, but like it's also very difficult to support when there's only one or, you know, not enough working parents. Yeah. So like you want to have children, but you can't because there's no way you'd you'd make that's, it, you know? And that's yeah, really that's sad. sad. Man, dare I say it, but America sucks. And that's been the segment of Why America Sucks. <laughs> hey, Alana. Hey, Raven, what's up? Did you know that we're the same person? Considering the fact that um, I've known you for five to six years of my life, and also we always pick the same topics, I, I believe it at this point. <laughs> so you remember that list you read off of the other, of the mother of nine Mm -hmm. you know and are in the last section yes yes well i did issue a legba oh (sighs) we so i was this close to doing the exact same job you know what's funny you know what's funny listeners do you want to know what's really freaking funny my guys the fact that i texted (laughs) her I texted her before I, we even started outlining, and I was like, hey, what god are you thinking about doing so we don't do the same one, like, so they're not from the same tribe, and she was like, oh, this is the one I'm thinking of, and I was like, okay, cool, I'll do something. I like, did complete. not end up doing what I yeah. thought I was gonna she do. Did, she did a full 360 on me and did the exact same thing, so get ready to hear the same section twice. Sorry, guys. <laughs> She's so mad. No, I'm not, because honestly, it's a really cool connection, and I don't know how we managed to do it every gosh dang week. Like, I don't understand. Every, like, people, we don't set this. Like, this is real. We don't set this up. We share a doc. We don't have the same information. Like, she suggested, like, oh, maybe if we put our stuff on a separate doc, that won't help. It won't help. <laughs> it won't. It really we'll, won't. We'll do the same thing. It won't help. Oh, my God. Well, tell me about Ishu. I want to I know all about them. So, Ishu is a trickster god oh i know so he's known as ishu or isu or alegba or legba he's multiple names i'm here so he's a trickster and messenger god of the yoruba people of nigeria and west africa he's very very fond of pranks that can be cruel and disruptive and he is very unpredictable and sly so think of swipe or no swiping you know I think listen listen let's 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 pause real fast to talk about Swiper. <laughs> Are we going to talk about Swiper? Let's talk about him. This is me and him have a very love-hate relationship. This is our new segment, uh Swiper yes swiping. <laughs> swiper yes. Uh this is very a uh, very serious part of the podcast if you if you listeners could just close your eyes and, and bow your heads real fast. Um I, Are we praying? No, but we, we're going to – yes, we're praying to our Lord and Savior, Swiper the Fox. Um, Get out. <laughs> bow, bow your heads and close your eyes. <laughs> All right. So Swiper doesn't deserve the hate that he gets because, <laughs> yes, he may be a trickster, but I don't think he doesn't – you know what? I can't even say that. I haven't seen this show in 17 years. Um, 
I don't think I I can't even say that he does it to not be disruptive. What on earth are you doing? There's a bug in my room. We're having we're having swiper yes swiping. <laughs> and you are swiping at this bug. Cause you told me to swipe. <laughs> Listen, Swiper is a is a character from Dora the Explorer, and he's a fox and he's got a bandana and he's pretty he's pretty cool. I'd fist bump he's that guy. Sly. And he's unpredictable. He's not unpredictable. He, they give him three chances, and that they he really still do. Gets it every time. He, he tries but he's to not steal. Fast about his chances. He 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 gets he gets not even close. <laughs> and then Dora over here with her swiper. No, oh man, like Dora. If you didn't say it five seconds between each one, maybe you would get it. <laughs> he he. Maybe if he didn't let words stop him, <laughs> he could get it. <laughs> Swiper, no swiping. I'm gonna do what Aww, I want. Man. What the heck? <laughs> Just walks right I'm up and steals the map. Oh my god. Okay. Anyways, sorry. Anyways. For, sorry for that uh, segment. You can open your eyes and unbow your heads <laughs> as we talk about issue. <laughs> Listeners, if you decide that now is the time that you want to just ditch this podcast, I'll be completely understandable. I won't. Please stay. I love you guys. <laughs> so Ishu, let me tell you some really cool things about him. He knows every language in the world. I want to be that guy. <laughs> and that I minus, know. minus the tricks too. and like the slyness, but I want to know every language, please. That sounds so He cool. knows every single language in the world and he carries sacrifices from the people to the gods. Which is pretty cool. Oh, he sounds, he also he sounds serves, a little bit like Janice. Just a little. He kind of does. Well, he serves as a messenger between the people and the gods. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that later. Wow. I'm interested. And by later, I mean right now. Oh, I have so, zero patience. So this works out perfectly. <laughs> doesn't it? So the story of how he became the messenger. The story of how he became the messenger um, goes like this. He. It involves. Ishu and the high god Olorun. He stole yams from the high god's garden and then used the high god's slippers to make shoe prints in the mud and tried to trick the god into thinking that he was the one that stole his own yams. The high god was very displeased with this and commanded Ishu to visit the sky every night and tell him about what the people had done that day. So that's how he became the messenger. You know what? He would have gotten away with it if he didn't try to frame it on the guy who owned the yams. <laughs> he wouldn't have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling kids. He wouldn't I have know. gotten he would have he would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling slippers. How dare he? <laughs> How dare he? Yeah. So Ishu really enjoys confusion. And most of his stories include him using like trickery to create arguments between friends and family members and like loved ones. And in one myth. He even tricked the sun and the moon into trading places and ruined the whole cosmic balance of the universe by doing so. Oh, my. How? What? <laughs> issue. Yeah. What? <laughs> issue went in there and was like, I'm going to mess some stuff up. And he messed some stuff he up sure, big time. He sure did. <laughs> Goodness. Goodness. I. So, uh, yeah. No, it's. <laughs> issues a whole time and a half. So. As the god of chance change and uncertainty Ishu is mostly paired with the god Ifa, a god representing order so this is one of my favorite parts about learning about Ishu is in one tale Ishu told Ifa that he would ruin Ifa, who laughingly replied if you transform yourself I shall do the same and if I die you will die for so it has been ordained in heaven 
and it basically is representing order and disorder and how they can they always have to be paired together like neither can exist without the other which i thought was really cool because it's kind of you know symbolizing balance and both sides of the scale no absolutely that's that's actually like a really cute like not cute but like it's a it's a very interesting concept that like I think everybody understands. Balance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's an absolutely like perfect way of explaining it. Like one cannot exist without the other. Yeah. I love that. So that's my um, God issue. I love him. I don't because I don't want my, I don't want to, I know, I know if he pulled that yam thing on me, I would have fallen for it. Cause I would be like, Dang. you would have, you would have been like, I ate him, I guess. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, I stole my own yams. Dang it. Time to grow some more. <laughs> Time to grow some more. Like, I'm I'm so gullible, you guys. I don't even have words for how gullible That's I am. That's true. I'm sure. I mean, I think Ishu does some pretty, like, high-tech trickery. Because obviously, like, the slippers was a big deal. Like, back in. I don't know. He did it. Had, he, had he used, like, Oya slippers, we wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> That's the truth because Oya would have smacked him all the way down. Oya would have murdered him and then we would just have order and then and no <laughs> disorder. <laughs> and then the world Oya would have gone to ham on her brother. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, uh issue sounds like a whole time and a half and he gi- he gives me he he reminds me of Swiper and also um d- <sighs> there's like this really obscure cartoon that I'm thinking of in which like this there's a spider and he's all white and he's like he's got the face of a man do you know what I'm talking about yes okay he reminds me of that guy (laughs) it's called Charlotte's Web no no it's not it's called Charlotte something is it hold on the spider because it's it was that it would it took place in like a tree yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, all the bugs. And the, and the main spider was, like, a big mom spider, and she loved – I hated it because I hated bugs. Hold on. I'm looking and that up. And that white spider, like, creeped me all the way out because it had the face of a man. Spider cartoon. Here we go. What is it? Ah, there he is. Ew. There Ew. he is. <laughs> he's standing up on feet. I hate him. Okay. Um, he's, yeah, he creeped me out. I couldn't watch that show. He's from Miss Spider's Sunny Patch Friends. Miss Spider. That's who it was. His name is Spiderus. And he had all kinds of <laughs> Spiderus. And he had all kinds. Like, wasn't Miss Spider like a black widow or something? I don't even remember. I don't want to. Or like a daddy long legs. I don't want this. No, she was a big, she was a big yellow one. And she had a little hat, oh, big eyes. She was. She was poisonous as all get out. So yeah, there's, there's that. That's who he reminds me of. Is disgusting, very spiderous. Wow, Ishu does not approve of this name. <laughs> Goodness, I, he is the messenger of the gods. You know what? I will give him that. You know, I, I retract my statement. Um, spiderous. Isn't will that go language to a thing different... pretty cool? <laughs> yeah, no, that is super cool. Like, okay, that he knows every language in the world. Like, he has his ups and downs. Like, if let's I, just put it that way. If I like with any god, though, let's be real. Um, That's true. If if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Let's have this discussion right now. Um, telekinesis. Telekinesis. That's fair. I because think... I'm lazy as I'll get out. <laughs> Wait, and isn't... I want to be, but like. Oh no! I was thinking of telepathy. I was like, "Isn't telekinesis no, when no, you no. read things?" But telekinesis is when I you don't move care things. about reading people's minds. No, forget that. <laughs> but moving, like I'm thirsty and I see this water bottle and I want to have it now and I don't want to get up. That's me all the way, baby. Man, I I feel that. I think I would want uh, 
like like Ishu to understand every language because I feel like there's I feel like there's a there's a level of connection that you get with people like just being able yeah. to speak with them and Absolutely. language is definitely a barrier that's there and it's impossible to know every language because there's just so many and they're all beautiful but like I, I think I would definitely that would be my superpowers being able to communicate no matter what so I think there's an X-Men with that ability is there is this just an X-Men episode? Welcome, guys. This to... might be just an X-Men <laughs> Welcome, guys, to X-Men and Spiderus, the podcast in which we Ew. talk about the grossest spider alive and also the coolest X-Men. I'm your host, uh, Alana, and this is Raven, and thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I was just going to see how far you went with it. I was going to go was further. Wonderful. I was going to go it further and just, like, start naming episodes that we would have, but I got lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an X-Men with that ability? Did you start looking? Oh, was I supposed to do that? Yeah. <laughs> that was me uh, That was me stalling for you. X-Men, he knows all the languages. I don't know why I thought you were just going to stop at X-Men Nose, and I was like, you're just going to get a picture of a guy. His name is Cypher. Cypher. A. He intuitively translates any language he comes in contact with, including written, spoken, computer, or body language. Ooh. Comprehend language. Very cool. (laughs) He's semi-telepathic, semi-clairvoyant, and an omnilingualism. What even? I, this just in, if I would want to be Cypher. That's it. There we go. (laughs) Right? No, you, for real, would love to be a cypher. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, we got super sidetracked. <laughs> we did. Because, but- because I just started thinking about, like, speaking every language, and then I was like, oh, superpowers, and then here we are. <laughs> but back to Ishu, he knows all the languages, he carries sacrifices from people to the gods, and he serves as a messenger trickster god. I, you know what? I didn't like him before. I like him now. He has a stamp of approval. (laughs) You hear that, folks? He's got a stamp of approval. He's got the Lumion Fawn stamp of approval, and that's that. What's up, y'all? We're back uh, with a new segment. It's not a new segment. I don't know why I said that, but it's an old segment, and it's a good one. It's called Good Ones, where we expose people for their wrongdoings. That's exactly what it is. I feel like this entire segment is just a big call-out post to all of the bad people in the world. It is. Speaking of... Don't do bad things. We'll find out about it. And you will be featured on this podcast, I promise you. (laughs) The moment we find out, you will be on here. The moment. (laughs) Um, And this guy thought he could escape it. And um, we're going to get into this. Are you ready? I'm All so right. Ready. His name is Romeo Lacoste, and he denies allegations that gr- that he groomed underage girls for illegal sex. So, oh. here we go. Um, similar to our, I believe, our Greek episode, it's gonna get a little bit PG thirteen in here. So, there's a warning if you're if you're a baby, don't listen. Close and your if ears. You, and if you really want to listen, you're a pretty cool baby. So let's get into this. So this comes from Newsweek.com. Thanks, Newsweek, for writing this article that I'm going to read word for word. So here we go. (laughs) Uh, Romeo Lacoste is a tattoo artist who's grown his fame over the last four years by tattooing celebrities like Justin Bieber. 
like Justin Bieber, Justin, Justin Drinkwater, <laughs> like like Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. On Friday, a Twitter account called at Yellow Chair with two R's started posting videos and screenshots of alleged interactions Lacoste had with young women as young as 14 or 15 years old while he was still in his mid 20s. Text messages from 2016 uh, purportedly show Lacoste asking girls who mentioned they are underage sexually charged questions um, like how they should try to be slutty. And that was a quote. Um, some other women stated to come or started to come forward and shared accounts of similar interactions with Lacoste. Twitter user at Ultra Honey claims she was groomed by him and that she and Lacoste were in a relationship when she was 14 to 17 and he was 19 to 22 in Jacksonville, Florida. He was extremely manipulative slash emotionally draining, she wrote. He took advantage of our age difference, used guilt to coerce me into doing things I didn't want to do. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys know, especially Raven, uh, who Keemstar is, but he he runs a drama alert show on YouTube in which, like, he covers stories like this, um, and he mm-hmm. actually, like, interviews them and gets to the bottom of the story, and he does his best to, like, stay unbiased as possible because he's just the news guy. Um, but she, she was in an interview with him where she confirmed her side of the allegations against Lacoste. It feels aggravating to know that he's still doing what he, what, oh, that he is still doing that when he's almost 30, Honey told Keem. After the interview, she deleted most of her tweets and wrote that she does not want to get herself involved in this any further. After the video was released, Lacoste contacted Keemstar and the pair spoke in a 30-minute video. Or an interview. In the interview, Lacoste does not deny any of these claims. He says that in 2016, he was still "quote unquote" new to the concept of fame, and these people or these people girls were throwing themselves at him. I think that's meant to say young girls. <laughs> when Keem's when Keem followed up by saying, "You are the adult," he denied responsibility. "Quote: I am very well respected in the community. I've tattooed every YouTuber from across the map." In my four years at the tattoo shop, I've never had a complaint from a girl whatsoever. Lacoste and his girlfriend, Gigi Angelica Marie, set their Twitter and Instagram accounts to private over the weekend. In the new Drama Alert interview, Lacoste explained that their relationship is experiencing difficulties because of these accusations, mainly because they are said to have occurred while he and Marie were dating, which is just big oof. Wow. Um, most content creators... So- <laughs> He didn't even deny no, it. No, so uh, I, like, skimmed through the video a little bit, like, of the 30-minute interview. And, like, every time <laughs> every time he would be asked a question, like, Lacoste would just go, well, what, it, what I meant by that was, or, like, this is, this is what it was like. Or, like, he would always come up with some kind of excuse as to, like, why he did the things that he did. But he would never outright say, like, oh, no, that's not me. I didn't say those things to those girls. I wasn't asking them to, like, mix I mean, my semen with alcohol and take shots. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. What? Like, that was one of the things that he asked, like, some of the girls to do. Or, like, if they would be willing to. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, like kids to adult, big no-no. Like, but just, like, big just in no. general. Like, dude, are you, are you good? <laughs> so, um, most content creators, like the Dolan Twins, Ninja, and Ariana Grande, who have tattoos from him, uh, have remained silent on social media about the accusations, though the Dolan twins have unfollowed him on Instagram. The social... I mean, what are they going to do? Take off their tattoos? Yes. <laughs> I, you you got to go get them lasered off. I don't know what else to do. 
Hey, a lot of good artists do terrible things. Yeah, and that's a shame. That doesn't mean that their art is terrible. No, that's fair. But, you know, they are so yeah. terrible. Oh, oh yeah. Um, so, apparently, this news story has gotten out to Twitter, which I don't know if you know, but is a very aggressive place to be uh, when you have tea mm-hmm. about you because, oh, boy, do they spill it aggressively. But, yeah, that's I as they should. should. You know what? Get called out. <laughs> You deserve it. Get wrecked. Yeah, get wrecked. <laughs> Loser. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was Romeo Lacoste. What do you think of him? Give me give me your rundown of him. Well and that's all I have to say. You know what? And that <laughs> I I get it. <laughs> I get it. Uh but yeah, Romeo Lacoste is a pretty It's like usually you would like deny it at least. Like denying nothing comes of it, and I understand. That nothing comes of it, and it's not going to help you in any way. But at least deny yeah. it. Like you didn't even deny it. It's like he it. doesn't even oh. have faith in himself that he didn't do it. <laughs> he doesn't. Like he knows straight up and down. Like I did this, so well. I'm just going to cop to it, and that's just gonna. I'm going to try and talk myself out of it. But he doesn't even do that well. No, he would. He would come up with a bunch of excuses, and it was just like not good. I mean, if you guys are interested, uh, check out the interview that Keemstar did. It's on YouTube. If you just type in Romeo Lacoste, it's like the first thing that comes up. But it's just that whole situation just makes my skin crawl because I'm like, don't, yeah, don't no. do that. <laughs> but. Um, one one could say that Romeo Cost is a pretty human. He sure is. Wow, wow, Raven, wasn't that such a fun fun segment? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was such a fun segment. Um, you know, I I realized that's why we never intro our sections like that because it's garbage (laughs) um but you know i don't know really how else to intro it because i have the saddest news for you are you ready yeah what's the sad news i don't have a pun oh i know i feel like such a failure (laughs) you shouldn't feel like a failure but you're definitely gonna have to do two next time to make up for it I'll keep that in mind. Listeners, remind me that I have to do two because I will forget. Oh, I'll remind you. Oh, okay. That's horrifying. You're going to show up to my house like freaking knife With in like hand. A, I know. <laughs> Written in blood. Do two do puns. Do two puns. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll make up for it. I'm so sorry, listeners. I know how much you love my puns. <laughs> Especially, you know what? The last one kind of makes up for the two, like the Norse, the Norse code one. The Norse code, kind of like makes four up in there. <laughs> it kind of makes up for it. All right, so never mind. No, I'm I'm doing two. You've already you've already forced me. Um, there's no escape. <laughs> so, I do you want to know? Do you want to know what my legend is called? It's actually kind of cool. yeah. It's called how death came to the city. Ooh, I know. Ominous. All right, I'm ready for it. Anemis. Okay, so. Uh, quick, quick little backstory. So I don't have a pun, but I got a backstory. Um, there are many stories involving Anansi, who is quite the trickster, and the stories that he stars in are some of the most popular that circulate throughout Ghana. And when you mentioned that, uh, goodness, I can't remember his name. Oh no, Eshu? yeah, I was gonna say Eshu, but then I was gonna add an R in there, and it was not gonna be nice. Um, <laughs> but Eshu, like how you how he's a trickster god, and then I compared him to Spiderus, the disgusting spider. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, you know who would be uh, better fit for this name? Anansi, because 
his name translates to spider. <laughs> oh, good. And he's often depicted as such. But there are other representations in which he is a man, a spider with a man's face, cough, cough, spiderous, uh, um, <laughs> a man with a spider's face, or a human with eight legs or other spider features, which is just nightmare fuel. I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely like nightmare fuel, and I hate it. But here we go. Um, <laughs> he, he also has a family uh, which, in stu- which in some stories motivates his antics. And this is one of those stories in which his family uh, seems to spur on his tricksterness. So I'm going to tell you the tale of how death came to the city. Do you, do you want to know about the story, about how death came to the city? Yes, I do. All right, here, here we go. All right. So a long while ago, death had not been present in cities and mostly kept to himself since he liked life more that way which is big mood. <laughs> he lived deep within a distant village. Um, Anansi lived with, within a city that was hit with a famine. And so he and his family were starving, so he went hunting for food in hopes of bringing some back for his wife and children, which, you know, logic. As he explored the brush and woods, he found that there were no animals anywhere. And so he went in super deep in hopes of finding something and stumbled upon the village that Death lived in. Death was sitting at the entrance of the village, and Anansi did not want to risk uh, offending him, since he knew who Death was, so he introduced himself and told Death of his struggles with hunting that day. Uh, Death invited Anansi to join him in the village, and he made a meal for the spider. So it's pretty straightforward, cut and dry, you know, little little fairy tale, but this is when it, mm-hmm. this is when it gets interesting. Anansi had dinner with the death with the death (laughs) he had dinner with death and he realized that death had a lot of meat in the village the leftovers were plenty even after death allowed Anansi to eat his fill Uh, and so he was very grateful for death taking care of him but he was curious to know how death had acquired so much meat the spider quickly realized why he wasn't able to find any of the animals while hunting earlier that day death owned it all which is just big move Ominous. big move honest like not even big mood but big move like death why you gotta yoink all the meat what happened he was hungry you know and that's fair i you know i take back my statement <laughs> keep all the meat death <laughs> i'm so sorry he, he, he's a hungry boy <laughs> i never meant to question you um <laughs> anansi told death about the famine so he asked death if he would be willing to help the trickster out he wanted to take some of Death's meat back to his family, which, you know, makes sense. Um, he went back to his family with the food that Death had gifted him, and as they feasted, Anansi told his wife about the favor he had asked of Death. Whatever he, whenever he needed to, Anansi was permitted to go back to Death and ask for food him, for himself and his family, right? You know, Death is a good guy like that. But, yeah. But do you want to know what Anansi did? What'd he do? He goes, you know what? Death is so nice. He's probably super stupid, right? <laughs> and his wife was like, what? And Anansi said... <laughs> his wife's like, what? <laughs> and Anansi was like, no, 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 no. Listen, I could steal from him. Like, I don't even got to go ask. I can just go in there and take his meat. That, that'll be that. And I can bring it back and we can eat it. And we don't even have to bother him about it. And his wife was like, I've married you for too long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been married to you for too long. Like, I don't even know if she if she knows of his antics, like, if she knows that he's such a crazy guy, but she let him do this. Um, 
So the next time Anansi visited the village, he did not ask death for meat, and instead he stole it, as he said he would. Uh, but not once. He's a man of his word, yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. But not once, not twice, but many times did he take uh, death's meals without asking. Uh, death realized that someone was taking his food, but he didn't know who, and so he hid and watched to figure out uh, who in the village was taking his food, which is a very fair thing to do because you yeah, know, sometimes, no, totally. sometimes you got to know who's stealing from you. You got to peek out, make sure that it's the right person checking your meat. So, you know, death's doing this like little stakeout thing as, as you do, as I would do, honestly, you take in my meat. Uh, yeah, no, as anyone would do. So when Anansi returned to the village and, you know, did his thing and stole the meat, Death saw and surprised the spider, and he was just like, hey, hey, why you take we advantage of me? about this. <laughs> He's like, why'd you take advantage of me? I, I extended the offer to you, and, and you just taking my meat. Like, all you had to do was ask. And Anansi went, uh-oh, and ran instead of answering the question. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> Time to fly. Time to leave. So he ran on all eight legs. No. <laughs> all eight legs. <laughs> He ran on all 23 legs that the spider should have. Um, he has 23 now? Yeah, I can't count. I can't dialect and I can't count. We're learning new things about oh, Alana every day. Every day. Every episode, we learn something new. How dumb she is. No. <laughs> Anyways. Um, no. So Death was like, hey, dude, stop stealing my stuff without my permission. It's, it's, it's super easy. You can just, all you gotta do is ask. And Nansen went, nope, bye, and left. Uh, and so he ran through the woods that he went through initially to, like, start hunting for food and stuff. And he went to the only place that he knew, which was the city that he lived in. Uh, death which was just terrible. <laughs> yeah, like, lot, like come on. you'd think you'd have some kind of backup plan. Like, did it not cross his mind, like, hey, I might get caught. <laughs> Gotta have a plan to run. Like, no. No, because he's a trickster. He doesn't think that far ahead. <laughs> I, I don't like the illogical tricksters. You know what? And as I'm telling the story, all I can think of Spiderus. Like, that's all I can picture. <laughs> all I can picture is Spiderus. Like, Spiderus yes. running through the forest. Yes. <laughs> away from death. On his two human legs, sprinting with his four other arms, like, at the side. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> um, so death was close behind, you know, ready to kill spiders because stop stealing my meat, my dude. Um, and seeing that death was still chasing him, he called to the village and was like, hey, death is coming. You might want to close your doors because he's gonna... I'm screaming. He's gonna get you if you what? keep him open. I'm being so serious. And death is coming. You better close your doors. Like, I let him right to you. Yeah, like, you just... you. Come on, Anansi. Was it worth it? <laughs> was it? Um, but, you know, some of them didn't hide in time, <laughs> so death was, like, peeping through the doorways and killing people left and right. Um, and he decided, you know what? I like this city instead of the village. And also I got to keep an eye on that dang spider. That dang spider. So I'm going to live in the city instead, instead of the village that was hidden within the brush, which he much more preferred. So good job, Anansi. Right? Like who, uh, you let him write to us. You stole his meat. Your wife didn't say anything. (laughs) Your wife didn't say anything. What a story. What a story. (laughs) So yeah, that's one of the more popular ones. Uh, Anansi is a part of, a lot, like a lot of different. Yeah, I fables. remember. 
I remember learning about him when I was uh, a kid in school. Yeah, and he's very popular, like, uh, in pop culture, too. Like, there's I mean, a- Spider-Is. <laughs> I, I physically shuddered. Like, I did not like that. I hate him so much. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought him up because I didn't remember him and now I do. Listen, sometimes he invades my mind like once every 15 years and I'm like, oh no. Horrifying. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I he he's a part of like other stories and he goes by other names, but like the stories are retold. So like another really mm-hmm. popular one is, uh, and I'm not going to get into it because we're we're running low on time but he's he had this one in which like he stole the pot of wisdom with like had every oh. every bit of wisdom in, in the world and his he couldn't like climb up the tree and his son was like hey why don't you just tie it to you and his and, and Nancy was like oh yeah huh so he tied it to him and it broke <laughs> and so so i believe the wisdom like made a river and now everybody could have access to the wisdom so there's, well, there you go. Yeah. So he's got a lot of like uh, a lot of lesson learning uh, legends about him. Don't steal death's meat and don't try to hoard the wisdom. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's Anansi and how death came to the city. What's up, you guys? This is uh, the next segment. It's called charity of the week and it's a pretty i think this is the second time that we've done this segment out of like the entire i think so entire thing so i'm pretty sure you guys haven't figured out or you guys haven't forgot let me say uh what this is it's pretty self-explanatory you know we feature a charity it's how it be um (laughs) i'm gonna be talking about a charity that actually i believe raven found um and i did a little bit of research on it and it's a charity run by Dolly Parton, uh, and it's called the it's right? awesome. It's called the Imagination Library. Uh, it's a gift. It's a book gifting program that mails free books Whoa. to children from birth to age five in participating communities. Whoa. Right, like you get five years worth of books. Like I don't even, I don't even know what to do with that. There's a bunch of countries that are participating within the Imagination Library, such as the United States, the UK. Canada, Australia, and the Republic of Ireland, which is just wow. Yeah. That's really cool. It's it's a whole it's a whole time and a half. Let me tell you. Uh, so Dolly Dolly's inspiration to start this. Um, oh, first let me tell you how many kids are registered. There's 1.4 million kids that are registered. Dang. And do you want to guess how many total books have been mailed? A lot. Uh, 116 million books. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Dolly was inspired by her father's inability to read and write, so she started this uh, this library in 1995 for children within her home county, and so now it spans over all of those countries, and it mails over one million free books each month to children around the world, which is just just super cool. You know, I just I love reading. I run a book club. <laughs> she does. Reading is just, it's fascinating, and it's so fun. So to know that there's, like, yeah, no. a bunch of children that can experience that every month is just so cool. Yeah, uh, like, my family, reading was always, like, a super big deal. Uh, my dad had, like, a tons of books, and he would, like, pass down his books to me and my brother. So, like, I started reading at a really young age. Like, me and my brother were in line at Disney World with books. Oh, my goodness. 
like, that sounds like the dream. <laughs> and we used to like have races about who could finish a book faster. Like when the last Harry Potter book came out, we had a contest. We legit like were reading at dinner, like about who could finish this book the fastest. Oh my goodness. So reading is kind of a big thing in my family and it's definitely strengthened my vocabulary over the years. And like a, my reading comprehension too is really high because I started reading at a young oh, age. Honestly. So I am all for this charity. Like this is an awesome Like charity. I genuinely don't see anything bad coming from this. No, like, like <laughs> oh no, I have more books than I need. Like oh, no. I, no. Like it's never like um, so yeah. Ever. No. It honestly it's not. Like read as much as you can if you've got the time. You as Dolly says, you can never get enough books into the hands of children. <laughs> And it's just like solid, right? Like, yeah, I just, it's a, the whole concept to me is just such a good idea, but the way it's a wholesome. Yeah. It's so pure and good. Like you are literally just buying books for kids and not making them have to like pay for them. And they're learning to read and that's awesome. And they're like growing their imaginations. Yeah. It's just, it, it warms my little heart. Um, but they, they get their money from donations to, like, send out to the to the kids. So what we'll do is we have an episode description for every episode that we do. So I'll put the link to the Imagination Library website. So then that way, if you guys want to check it out, you guys can. Or share it and make sure that, uh, that this charity gets a bit more money. So then that way, more books can be sent out. Beautiful. Yeah. But that's been Charity of the Week. Speaking of some awesome legends, I have two for you here. Dude, what? You got two? I got two whole Oh, ones. man. I'm, I'm ready. I'm buckled up. I'm, I've got my helmet on. I've got gloves. I'm ready to Great. jump out of the plane. Okay. I don't know about any plane jumping. but I'm um... skydiving. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. As you're telling me this story. So let's go. Oh, okay. Great. That's the Is wind. Is that the wind? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's the wind. That's me. I'm the wind. Hi, hello. Welcome ah! to our podcast. <laughs> I thought I was the wind. She's you the wind. The trees. <laughs> and I'm the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me these legends. <laughs> so this one is called the Zambezi River God. That's so, a whole name. Mm-hmm. So this river god, known as Nyaminyami, is a dragon-like creature who commanded all life that lived within the Zambezi River. The Kariba Dam Project, which is the construction of a dam on the river, had aggravated Nyaminyamis, and he destroyed the working process of the dam, killing several workers on it. So oh, for three days, the relatives of the workers were in vain finding the bodies, until the elders of the tribe explained that here needs to be a sacrifice to please Nyaminyami in his displeasure. The people slaughtered a calf and placed it in the river, and after that, they were able to find the bodies of the workers, and the dam was finally built. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, okay. So I could be deaf and also, like, <laughs> confused, but what did they do to anger the to anger the god they built the dam in the first place mm -hmm. oh without like consulting with mm -hmm. him that's 
Because, you know, dams kind of ruin a lot of of the resources and, like, natural habitats of, like, animals living in rivers and, you know, and the surrounding area. Like, it kind of messes up the ecosystem a lot. So he was really displeased. You know, and that's with the fair. Project. That's fair of him. Man, did you have to kill all those people, though? I know. Why didn't you just like flood something? You know what? No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my foot out of this because I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not right? A what do I know? Like, what do I know? I don't, I don't know how that affected him. So I'm just gonna. I understand the pettiness. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I I understand. <laughs> Man, is that your first one? Yeah, that's my first one. So I, I loved it. My second legend has a little bit to do with uh, your legend too, which again, why are we the same person? I um, so fellow listeners. No, no, no. I have an announcement. To oh, make. okay, okay. Um, listeners, I'm so sorry to inform you. <laughs> So sorry to inform you that Lumi and Fonts will no longer be in production. Oh, no. Um, we have discovered that Raven and I are the same person. Um, and doing a one-person podcast is very difficult and not entertaining to listen to all that often. Unless oh, it's done very well, no. which I know we cannot manage. So I'm so sad to tell you that Lumi and Fonts, this, this episode isn't even coming out. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We won't be seeing you next week. Have a good life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tell me about tell me about this next this uh how so it this, connects to mine. This next one is the story of Kalunga. So, in an Angolan folktale, death is explained like this. Heartbroken after the death of his favorite wife, Mahungu, Chief Katamba ordered his people not to speak or eat until she could be brought back to life. The headman of the tribe asked the medicine man to fetch the queen from Kalunga, the world of the dead. The medicine man ordered all the washed themselves with infused herbs and shortly afterwards descended into the land of the dead with his son. Following a road, the man soon encountered the queen. She showed him Kalunga Nambe, the lord of the underworld, and explained that he devours everyone in the end. She also pointed to a shadowy figure in chains, the spirit of Chief Katamba, who is destined to die soon. Giving him a funerary bracelet as proof of his encounter, the queen sent the medicine man back, telling him that no one who entered Kalunga would ever leave and that he couldn't eat any of the food or speak of the Katamba's impending death. Otherwise, he and his son would both be forced to stay in the underworld. When he returned, he presented the chief with the bracelet and the chief confirmed that it was indeed that of Mahungu. That's my tale. I, there's so many things that I want to discuss here. <laughs> Let's go. Let's jump into it. So, all right. All right. Here, here. Okay. So he was sad. He was so sad. That his wife had died. Mm. And, you know, that's how it be. You can be sad. That's how, that's how it's supposed to be. If you don't grief, uh, call someone. <laughs> um Let's see. What else? What else here is is to do, to discuss? So we've got we've got sad man. His his wife is dead, which is just never never a nice time. Then we've got not being able to eat and speak until she was brought back to life, which is just I don't think I could do it. <laughs> I know it's pretty crazy. 
So we've got, we've got, you can't eat or speak until his wife is brought back to life. Was his wife ever brought back to life? Nope. Because no oh, one does he enters. Eat them? No, no one ate anybody. I thought you said he eats them. Kalunga Nombe devours everyone in the end. Yes. That is the Lord of the underworld. So basically death. He's a hungry man. (laughs) That's why he has so much meat. (laughs) That's why. Because he's so hungry. (laughs) Wait, no. Then that means Anansi is just eating people. (laughs) I don't like this one. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. I don't like this one. This one is not one of my favorites. I do not give this one the stamp of approval. This one is very, um, yeah, it's dark. You had two very dark dark. (laughs) You had people drowning in rivers and a man going to the underworld, seeing that his boss was going to die, got released, couldn't speak of the boss's death, and then not being able to eat or speak until like it's I mean, done well he brought back the funeral bracelet so he allowed his people to eat and speak then because he was like all right my wife is gone i get it so there's that so he can eat and speak but he couldn't for a while there you're right i don't know like imagine imagine being this guy right you're at dinner with your chief and because you're the medicine man that's what you do and you sit down you're like hey hey boss he's like yeah what's up you're like this is some really good food you know this what it reminds is some me really of really good food <laughs> He's like, you know what it reminds me of? And, like, this is, like, years in the future. Like, he – and I know he's supposed to die soon, but, you know, God soon is, like, a thousand years, so bear That's with true. me. So he's, like, a couple a couple years or months in the future, and, like, he doesn't – he remembers that he can't talk about it. But you know when you have, like, that slip of, like, it's someone's birthday party, and it's supposed to be a surprise, and you're like, oh, are you going to the thing? And, like, you mentioned something about the birthday party, and the person's like, what? And then everybody else hates you for it. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, too soon, too real. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's too never real. happened to me. Um, <laughs> no. So like they're at dinner and they're like talking, and he's like, "Man, this is really good food. It reminds me of like when Death ate your wife." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, what about it? <laughs> it reminds me of when like, Death ate your wife. He's like, "Don't worry about it, dude." You know, I saw some, and like at this point, they're drunk. You know, because that happens at dinner and they're they're completely drunk and like the son's like dad tell tell the chief about what you saw in the underworld and the dad's like oh yeah mr then the mr medicine man starts speaking he's like oh yeah and then he Um, drops dead immediately yeah he's like so guess what i saw and then he's dead (laughs) and the chief is like what on earth and the son's like, well, shouldn't have talked about it. <laughs> the son's like, I know I egged him on, but he shouldn't have done it. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have done have it. Known better. These are the and lessons. Then the son, the son is like, yeah, what he was gonna say, and then he also drops that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's not concerned about his father's death at all. <laughs> no, I mean, because okay, but didn't you say that like if they spot if they spoke about it, he and the son would be like pulled into the underworld and consumed. Yeah, they would both be forced to stay in the underworld. Yeah, so the moment where the dad the mouth, <laughs> devours everyone in the end. I wonder if that means like even just like thinking about speaking about it. Like, what if I told? I don't him, think so. And then you die, and then you're like, ah, shouldn't have thought about it. <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't have thought about it. I I don't think I could be in this situation. So so what we learned: don't build dams. Don't, and don't build let your dams. Wife die. <laughs> and don't let your wife die.
and tell your wife of all of her of all of the decisions that are being made so she can tell you whether they're good or bad i mean no anansi told anansi said and she just shrugged her shoulders (laughs) and went all right let's talk about spider shoulders (laughs) no (laughs) no (laughs) oh oh raven i just got real sad why is this the end of the episode Oh, no. It is the end of the episode. You sound not sad at all. You sound like you are making fun of my sadness. Not only... So, let's see. Let's let's recap real fast. We ended the show. (laughs) It's no longer happening. (laughs) We've canceled Lumi and Fonz. Um, (laughs) We have... (laughs) We've learned about... um, X-Men. Not to build river dams. Yes. We learned dams. about some X-Men. <laughs> we, we spoke about X-Men. We, l- we learned about some death. We learned about a lot of death. Yeah, a lot of death. Um, we we spider about Oya. Oya. <laughs> I love her. Um, and She's also Eshu. And Eshu, the trickster god. <sighs> we learned about Cypher. <laughs> yeah, Cypher. Dude, I want to be Cypher when I grow up. Um, <laughs> when I grow up. <laughs> Well, as I'm always sad whenever we end our episodes because it's always so much fun. fun. Oh, I meant like ending. (laughs) I meant ending the episode is not fun. I was like, oh, I guess you don't enjoy doing. It's fine because we canceled it, so we don't have to worry about it anymore. Right? No, of course. Stop saying that. People are going to actually think it's canceled. No, it's not, guys. 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 It's not canceled. It's fine. It's not canceled. It's all good. What should we do for this week's? Um, tagline. Uh, for the hashtag? Yeah. Is it gonna um, be the same one? Yeah, I think we should just keep it as LAF Gods. And if you don't know what we're talking about, guys, we have a Twitter. Oh my gosh, you should go follow the Twitter. So, yeah, so go follow the Twitter. Do it right now. Are you ready? Okay. It's, you got your thumbs out. You got your fingers out. Here we go. It's at, at <laughs> go. Lumi Fonts. That's at L U M I F O N C E. And for the people in the back, that was at Lumi Fonts. There we go. Um, use the hashtag at, or not at, hashtag LAF Gods, and we will see your tweets, and we will like and give you a high five. And, um, and a, occasionally, a we post some cool things, like some questionnaires. Yeah, we did or... a poll last we week. We did. Talking about microwaves. <laughs> yeah, and I lost. Uh, yeah, I won 80% buckaroo. How's that make you feel, Raven? 80% really sad of people, and depressing. 80% of people don't like the sound the microwave makes, and that's why they stop it before zero, not because they want their food faster. But 20% of the people okay, like, well, to, do, like well, to do that. So If you don't know what we're talking about, I believe the poll is still up. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the time limit I set for it. <laughs> but it's, it's there. Uh, check it out. And if you have any suggestions for us or really cool episode comments, send us an email at lumianfonts at gmail.com and we'll send you a high five back. Man. And and also a smiley face. Can't forget the smiley face. Can't Um, forget the smiley face. See, it's funny because you never mess up on the email and I always do. (laughs) I always put in like three ands or like (laughs) switch up the names. It's bonkers. Um, But yeah, like... If even if you have like segment ideas, like if you want to pitch, a, yeah, pitch, pitch us a segment us, or pitch like if you want to send us a charity that you want to hear us talk about, or if you just want to hear us talk about anything, let us know. We'll 
we'll do our best because we love you guys so much. We do. We appreciate um, you listening to us. We do. We we look forward to doing these episodes, honestly. Like, it's it's such a fun experience. And we're glad that you guys are there for the journey. Um, but I, I believe we have to call it, Raven. Make, yep. It breaks my heart. It does. It's It's a sad, sad day. Well... Um, but actually a happy one because the episode's coming out. Oh yeah. You guys get to hear it. And it, that's what we, that's what we do this for. We do this for you guys. That's me. That's me giving you guys a hug. I don't know if you felt it, but it was there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah. Uh, make sure you don't let Spiderus eat your hands because he will. (laughs) He will. Run from death, but don't take him to your house. So that's, that's that. We'll talk to you guys. Oh wait, I got to tell you guys when the next episode is coming out. April 5th. <laughs> there you go. April so, 5th. Mark your calendars or don't. We're going to notify you anyways. <laughs> Bye. Bye.